Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Chatting with Country. Today on the line with me, I have Jay Remy, a.k.a. B.K.A. Remy Santana. All black, all black. Gucci called me today talking about they're going to send me a brand new bandana. bandana. All right. Mm-hmm. Bandana. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we have Mr. Sadan Long. They call him the Godfather. <laughs> so what's up, Sadan? Yeah. It is I. It is Don Long, aka the most dangerous man in marketing. Uh, you know, Mr. Running Mile and Skip a Meal. What's up? How we doing? <laughs> we doing good. So today we want to talk to you guys about um relationships and what the Bible says about relationships. So we are not Bible scholars, but we are fairly knowledgeable. And this will also show you, the listener, how everybody can take a scripture and maybe interpret something different from it. And so you'll hear how we feel, you know, about it. And then you come up with your own opinion about it. And so we're coming out of Genesis uh, chapter 2, verse 18. And it says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper, comparable suitable, fitting to him. And then out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what they would call them. And period. I'm going to leave it at that. And so um, out of all of that, he, you know, was able to allow God, I mean, allow Adam to name these creatures and everything, but it still was no fulfillment in that. And mm-hmm. so he came back again and he was just like, okay, we did all of that, but it's still not out of all of this. Nothing is comparable to him. And so God caused a, a great uh, sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And that's when he took one of his ribs and he closed it up, uh, closed it up and closed up the flesh in place. And then the rib which God had took after he kind of sold him up. Um, that's how God made woman and bought her to Adam and said, now this is the bone of my bone, the flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called a woman because she was taken out of man. And so he was joined with her and they became one flesh. So what do y'all feel about that? Go ahead, Sadar. So let me go and jump out there first. Well, I mean, from my understanding, you know, one man is from the womb of man. You know, so like literally she comes from man. But I think the the part that um, was real, I guess, maybe um, overlooked a lot of times is when you start talking about, you know, that she should be suitable you know, mm-hmm. for him, that she should be a helpmate to him. Um, because a lot of times you hear the man got to make um, six figures. He's got to be able to provide and protect. But nobody ever really says, okay, if you have that kind of man who's able to change your life, you know, who's bringing in 10 to 15, 20 grand a month, you know, what type of partner is suitable for that man? You know, 
nobody ever talks about that part. And what you end up seeing a lot of times is, you know, as you say, the, the woman who has no business with that man telling everybody that that's the only type of man she wants, you know? So I think for me, when I hear that, it's like, okay, well, who should you be with? You know, should you be in a situation where you're disciplined and driven and responsible and a good communicator and got a good heart and you giving, but now you with somebody that all they do is take, you know, they cute, they got a big old booty, you know, or they got a big, you know, Johnson, but all they do is take, they don't add, you know, they don't make your life more peaceful. They don't make your situation no better. And you with them, you know, so is that the right move to make? Like, how do you figure out for you what's good? Because I know when I was young, I mean, I was, I was looking at some pictures of, you know, some girls from back in the day that I, you know, that day did. And I was like, man, I don't even know what I was thinking. She was cute, though. But I don't know what I was thinking beyond the fact that she was cute. You know, I wasn't saying, okay, this is the type of life I'm trying to have. This is the type of person I'm trying to be. And this is the type of woman I should be. I just was like, man, she thick. <laughs> so let me see what's up. My fault, y'all. She cute. Let me see what's up with her. So I would say for me that, you know, I was missing the mark and wasting a lot of time in situations that didn't lead me toward where I was trying to go just because I wasn't picking a partner that could help me get there or even was in the same frame of mind about where we were trying to go. So I think that is suitable for him part is something that we really, we really overlook. I feel like people be uh, out to just jump into anything, right? Yeah. Before getting to know a person. And if it's, it, it, you know, if you believe the narrative, then you believe that God is, is finding someone that's going to be fitting to you. Mm-hmm. And fitting meaning y'all going to as one down the line. I think I said before on a different podcast, um, talking about the virtuous woman, that woman that has majority of those qualities is already a wife. She's just waiting on her Adam to come and get her, Absolutely. right? And so as men are out there um, deciding what they want, what they need, it's not really a want, it's what do I need, right? What do I need to make my eyes not wonder? What do I need to feel comforted? What do I need to feel at peace? Do tough time arise? Yes, they do. But for the most part, if God created somebody suitable for you, you're going to have more good times than bad. You know, a lot of people look at couples out there and be like, well, why are they so happy? How are they so happy? Because they found their suitable mate. And they ain't no cheating going on because they can communicate with one another because they for real love each other, you know, because they respect one another. And that says a lot when it comes down to being suitable. Jeremy, you got something to say? So, yeah, I agree. So there's a lot of um, empty spaces in the story with with Adam and Eve. Like, um, that can be vital. Like, um, how long was Adam here before, you know, God really got him Eve? And then something else that's important that a lot of people don't. With, With Eve, when Eve came, 
Eve didn't see all of God's miracles prior to being here. So she had to trust his leadership and trust what he told her about God, which is very important for today. Because a lot of women don't trust men and a lot of men don't even trust themselves and they don't trust God. They don't trust what God even showed them. A lot of people overlook it and they're not really paying attention. Most of these people are blind. They're not, they don't see what's outside for real. Um, but that's important for leadership and I'm not blaming men or women, but the, the, what we considered at the beginning of time, that was very important. That was the very first form of, uh, pretty much flexing because Adam has to explain to her all these miracles and all these good things that he saw with his own eyes. And she can't, who she's, who is she going to contest, you know, or whether or not Adam is lying. Right. And that sets the tone for uh, following him and, and knowing value and things like that. So as men, I'm not saying we're going to be perfect and I'm not saying a woman's going to be perfect, but we should strive to be the best that we can be at whatever we do. Um, including being leaders and going to what you said about being suitable. Um, unfortunately, entertainment has changed the standard of what a man and a woman uh, is like today. And people could deny this, but whatever. Today, most women wants a man to make a dollar amount that only 10% of the nation makes. Right. You know, that's not practical. There's nothing to say. There's some homeless people that are happy. There's some rich people that are depressed. So you have to find out um, what is what is considered successful or you have to know yourself. In other words, a lot of people don't know what they really like. They don't know what they really want. They know what the standard of the world is. Look at women out. Most of them are getting surgeries, wearing makeup, wearing weave, wearing long fingernails. Somewhere along the line, <clears throat> excuse me, somebody made that a standard to the point where all these women look alike now. I don't know who is who, you know? So even for men, the goal for a man today is to be the richest, the most wealthiest, to own everything, to do this, this, this. Now, unfortunately, society and, and, and humans have made it where money um, is absolutely necessary. Unless you own everything that you're dealing with, money is necessary, right? But we've made money everything. So what, what Sadan said about the suitability, he, he's right, is you really don't know, you really don't know what's suitable now, what is considered suitable because, you know, what is the standard? And I think everybody is, is so lost because everybody's looking for the same thing, which doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Well, but, you know, to, to, to back up and, and, and dance right where you, where you at right now, um, you know, the Bible says two can't walk together unless they be agreed. So we have to be in agreement over whatever it is right. that we're trying to get done. And I think, I don't think, I know, you know, when you start talking about money and having a lot of it, there are processes, habits, practices, ways of thinking, disciplines that lead you into being successful. But you know what? The average person ain't going to have a lot of money, right? Exactly. So then for those people that's out there, we need them to know to be happy in the space that you in, right? Um, I think, you know, having twenty, thirty thousand dollars is fantastic. But for the average Joe, 
right? That might be making twenty seven thousand a year, twenty three thousand a year, depending on what area they in. They need to know that they can find somebody that's suitable for them and have a great partnership, right? Uh, well, to, 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 to well, but wait a minute, because to point out like homeless people, right? You look at them; they don't have a care in the world. That's their happy place, and they find things that are suitable for them, and they make it right because that that's that's their concern. That's their that's their peace. That's their comfort. So that's their joy. To... Now, for a person who is wealthy, right? You need to find somebody that can walk alongside of you, and y'all can have those successes together, right? But here's yeah. the thing with that, though. You can be suitable for whoever you want. I'll never tell you what you shouldn't want. But what I will say is you have to be able to be suitable. And when I say suitable, really what I'm saying is you got to get in line with whatever it is that that other person that you say you want is in line with. Y'all are a team. You know, exactly. So like when you hear like like But sometimes the team don't agree all the time. But you again, we had this argument a, a few podcasts ago, and it's like we don't submit to each other, we submit to the goal. And we submit to doing our part and our playing our role. And like when they were talking, you know, on social media about, you know, if the man was hungry at four in the morning, would you get up? You know, it is like, you know, a lot of women were like, mm, I ain't getting up to bed, ain't nobody doing that. But if you sign up to be with somebody, people do do that, yeah. So it just depends on the upbringing of the person, right? But if you sign up to be with that man, and and that's all agreement, right? And you know, he got to work them days or he got to work them midnights, then you have to then mold yourself, adjust yourself, you know, conform to the thing that you're saying that you want, okay? You want the man that makes that kind of money, yeah, he get up early. So you don't have to get up early. <laughs> so you can't just say, okay, and I think that's where the social media part go wrong. It's like, you see this person that got this stuff, but how did they get it? What do they do to keep it? How do they maintain it? And are you going to be a part of it? Are you going to be an asset to them? Or are you going to just be somebody who jumps in the game and tries to take everything you can? And for you know the women who are, you know, making 27000 and not wanting to date somebody making, you know, similar money to them, you may have to change your $27,000 mentality and your $27,000 effort to something that you might not even be comfortable with. You know, you might not be comfortable with the amount of work that goes into being with that person. You know, you might be like, no, girl, ain't nobody trying to do all that. That's too much. You know, you see men with pretty women. You know, now you got this beautiful woman, then you mad every time somebody look at her. You know, where your ego and your, you know, emotions might not be able to be with a woman that fine. You might need to pick somebody who's a little bit more um, conservative. Right. (laughs) But you know what, Sanaa, people don't, um, people don't, in general, not everybody, but a lot of people don't. They don't take into account two things, the process to get what they're looking for, what they want in life, period, whether it's money, whether it's a body, whether it's relationship, nor do they um, really take a take a step back and look at what comes with it, the responsibility. So you got people say, I want to own a business. Yeah, most people who own businesses don't sleep, <laughs> you know, they're not going to sleep. Most people who own businesses don't see their family. Like there's a lot of 
downside to that success that you're looking at. And I remember T.I. said it uh, on the show he had. Nobody cares about the process to get what you got. Nobody cares. Right. You never now drove a car and said, well, I got a new car. Um, I feel sorry for the people who sweated and broke their back to make it. Right. No one cares. They just want to see results. When they pay or they go get something, they just want the results. Nobody cares about the process. Mm -hmm. So we've gotten so uh, unappreciative of processes and things like that that I think that um, we miss that coming in it. And then when we get in it, we don't know what we get into. Like you said, if you get a chick that got a BBL, she got a chest done, she this, this, this. The same way you was gawking over, somebody else is gawking over it too. Right. But you got to understand that nobody cares because that's your wife, woman, boo, babe, baby. Nobody cares. Somebody else is still going to look at her, gawk over her, say stuff about her the same way you did. But they don't take that into account because at the time, they want it. They're just like uh, being rich. Yeah, I want I want to be wealthy. I want to be rich. Yeah, it's, sometimes it's some stuff to come with it. You know, you didn't do that math though at first. All right. You, you we got to learn how to be flexible. Right. Yeah. 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 And grateful for what we do got. And grateful for what it you is. do got. That's important. Then, how can I be flexible? And am I satisfied with what I have, or am I wanting more? Because Wanting more is what, what create the the most issues, you know, on top of communication and respect. The want of more. Like, you're never happy. It's always bigger, better. I saw them, they did this, and I want to go up one. And it's like, just be content. Because usually when you're content in the space that you have, God honors that. He sees that you're happy, right? And then I can give you more because you were a good steward in this season. So now I can bless you with more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think people miss that. Yeah. And you got to be grateful for your partner. The growth of the partnership. Yeah, Because, again, like you at home, like just let's say you 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 a housewife or, you know, you're not the primary breadwinner. And now you decide that you want a new house or a bigger house or a new car. So now Jay Remy got to go out and work these doubles <laughs> so you can get right. it. Yeah. So now, are you going to be appreciative and understanding, or are you going to just be like, well, he's my husband. That's what he's supposed to do. Because at some point, that other person is a human being. Yeah. That other person right. has emotions and feelings, and they get tired, and they need you know, somebody to say thank you. They need somebody to, to, to lift them up and carry them. Right. Yeah. I'm going to add to that, Saddam. Watch this. So, it's funny how it's funny how when things go good, is is we did it. But when it go bad, is you did it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's funny in relationships because you got and and men are guilty, women are guilty. You'll get a man that say, "Well, I paid for this. This is my money." But the woman made it possible for you to go out to get the money. See, that's the that that that's the team effort that people forget about. You know what I'm saying? Is is that's really big? I hear a lot of people in relationships. So that blame, well, I'm the one paid for this. Well, I'm the one that did this. I'm the one, you know, I, well, I worked. But you got the woman like, well, I watched the kids and vice versa, you know. Or they get so so tedious. Well, I'm the one that was changing the diapers. Well, I'm the one that was up making bottles. You got people getting that petty in arguments yeah. because nobody likes to lose instead of saying, 
Hey, this was a team effort. Everybody, look, everybody well, went Michael Jordan. I work a desk job, right, and you get out there yeah. and you plow in the fields, and because I was sitting at home at the desk, I didn't do nothing, right? But in the process of that, you had dinner, the house was clean, and everything else. You didn't lack when you came through the door, so you shouldn't be, you know, we a team, um, team, right. yeah. Right. Every to- part of the cake is important, yeah. even the bowl, right. even the spoon. The spoon didn't do nothing. It made no move. It didn't go in the oven. It didn't take it out the oven. Like oven mitts. You wouldn't be able to get the cake out. Exactly. The timer. Every part of the process Come on. is important. And if you remove any part of it, then the whole cake fail. The whole mind. cake fail. Mm-hmm. You're trying to stir with a knife. <laughs> yep. Try, right, right. You're trying to figure out other right. things. Grab that, grab that cake with your bare hands. Let's see now. Yeah. Oh, now that mint's important, huh? I know you only use them for five seconds, but now they're important. Mm. Yeah, but when entitlement sets in and you get used to something that you didn't really have to put in no work to get, it's hard because now you see it as something you deserved, even though you've done nothing to maintain it. You've done nothing to make sure you know, that it was going to happen in the first place, and you just see more. But that's, you know? that's where the suitability come in. Exactly. At. You know, like like you said, like, you need them oven mitts, but when you got cake after cake after cake, you forget, hey, them oven mitts is important. Man. But what's our expectations, right? What's our expectations in this when we get ready to go and make this cake? But you have to, and this, here's here's where we may disagree. But here's what I, I I believe, and what I've learned over the last few years is you have to pick partners that are trying to go where you're trying to go. Suitable. You know, if you're if you're going to to be somebody who might be broke now, but you know, hey man, I'm going back to school. You might have to tell the person who ain't got no interest in education that. They not suitable for you, not in a negative way, but just like, hey, man, we got to be on the same page. We got to be agreed. We got to be trying to get to the same point, because I see a lot of um, people talking about they outgrew people. But why were you with somebody who wasn't growing? Why were you with somebody who wasn't trying to change and evolve? Because you didn't have the knowledge and you was trying new things. Yeah. So the person when you that you were in your 20s, you ain't that person in your 30s. So as you live in there, you learn and you're making adjustments along the way. You're not just, and, everybody don't just get it right the first time. You got to go through some stuff. And if a person sit up there and tell you that they, they got it all right all the time, that's not the truth, right? But if I'm not going through, how do I know what I really want for real? And yeah, yeah. people do outgrow each other, right? Because they was just not suitable as they thought in a relationship, but once they figured it out, they shook hands and they went their separate ways, right? right? On to the next. Now I'm not gonna live and, and stay in a place, right? Because that relationship didn't work out, right? Because what happened is eventually your love life will go silent because you keep missing the prizes that, that God bringing to you because you don't like the way they look, because you know, you checking off too many things. But in the process, you're growing and learning yourself. And then maybe this this person do meet the criterias of everything. It is suitable for me, right? But they got to add a look to the right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So do I not take that person? Because that's the person that's going to bring you the water and fix your meals at four. 
you know, but again, that's knowing, knowing where you're going, knowing yourself, knowing what you work well with, knowing what works well for you. And a lot of people just don't know themselves that well. But you got to go through it. Right. Because going through it don't tell you who you are. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm going to add to that. Um, if you really look at our history, <clears throat> slavery wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Right. So since then, so since then, um, black people, African-American, whatever, Israelite, whatever you want to call yourself or call the people. Um, since then, we had to start over as far as learning family structure. So we're still fairly new. Matter of fact, we are the newest to learn it, if you really think about it, because we have to start from scratch. We ain't, we, you know, most civilizations are thousands of years old. Not only is America young as a whole, but to yeah. be a free African-American here, to try to learn family values, this is, this is uncomfortable for us. I think that's another reason why we're struggling. We really don't know. Because if we go to Africa and look at a lot of these uh, cultures and countries, we call them crazy how they do relationships. Well, we think it's too much. Yeah, but they have an, an expected end. They ha- they're working towards something, um, whether it be financial stability to yeah. to maintain it, you know, grow it, keep it, whatever. So we're not necessarily looking at you saying, okay, well, I need it because she's cute. You saying, okay, your family and my family, this is a business deal. You're going to learn to love yep. her. She's going to serve you and you're going to serve her. Yeah. You know, and we'll look at that and be like, but no, the movie says we're supposed to marry for love. And then it's like, okay, but that's what you want to marry for. So your outcome and expected end might be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say this. It, it appears theirs is doing better. Uh, <laughs> well, because it's about duty, because it's, because it's not about emotion. But there's no emotion in it. It's but you know what, though? You know what, though? The vows don't say that you're supposed to be happy. It don't guarantee that. The Bible don't guarantee you're going to have a happy marriage either. Mm-mm. Well, we know that, right? From when Adam and Eve, you know they had words, right? Yeah. Boy, boy, he was like, uh, she told me to eat that. She like, no, I didn't. You know, I just told you to take a little piece. And God like, well, I told you. Right. Adam, I gave you the command. I ain't say nothing to her. You was the one right. that was disobedient. That was the first. That was the first <laughs> act of domestic violence. Yeah, it was finna go down. Right. This woman you gave me. <laughs> you know, that was the first act of domestic violence, right there. You about it's about duty and honor and knowing yourself. Like, okay, I know my integrity. And my belief system is, you know, that we save for a rainy day, that we make sure that all our bills are paid. And then you got this other person who like, well, you know, I just be out here doing what I do. That person not suitable for you. So is it fair to say this then? <clears throat> Relationships, especially marriages, are actually responsibilities. Yeah. You, it's you based on responsibility. responsibility to one another. Yeah. yeah. Because, I, I mean, I always thought about it like that when I grew up. Well, like, obligation. Because, right, because the thing is this. Uh, I talked about it at, when I got married in my uh, vows. I talked about uh, passionate and compassionate love. Passionate love is is science. It's biological. It's a chemical uh, reaction. Passionate love is going to pass. Mm-hmm. They're not always have that sexy body. They're not always going to have that face look like that. There has to be some, there has to be a, a backup generator to kick in. <laughs> 
you know, when that shuts down. And it has to be some understanding. Like Country said, people grow. And if you all are not growing together, then it won't work. If you grow together, and part of growing together is having understanding that change will happen. Sacrifice. You know, she may not, she may wind, your, your wife may wind up having something happen to her where she can't have sex for a whole year. What you gonna do? You gonna cut out on her? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that type of stuff is important. This guy may not be able to make $100,000 a year. This year, he maybe only have 50000 Are you going to cut out on him? You know, so I think, um, now for me, a lot of the trials and tribulations that God put us through in marriages are to see, can y'all stick together and get through this? And I think God jumps with joy when he see y'all put y'all pride to the side and y'all work stuff out. Like, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, fan of solving problems together. If I know that the person that's with me can help me solve the problem, then I'm not afraid to face it. But to go right where you at, that takes a lot of respect for Man. your partner. And humbleness, absolutely. Right. Because I think when you when you picking them because they cute or you picking them for what they could do for you, that doesn't Man. necessarily mean you respect them. Wow. Like she thick, but I don't think she all that smart. You know, like we had the um conversation about if your wife didn't want you to whip the kids or not. You know, it's like, but if you chose a smart wife and she sees something you don't see, then are you humble enough to step back for a second? Like, okay, well, why are you saying this? Well, what are you right. seeing that I'm not seeing? Because right. in those situations, there's a level of reciprocity and ownership. Like we built this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't both get a say, then at some point we stop being on the same team and one of us loses interest. Right. And when you start losing interest, then all of a sudden your eyes start wandering, you stop feeling appreciated, you stop feeling, you know, a part of this marriage, and you on the outside. And once you're on the outside, you're susceptible to anything. Right. But when two people are connected, you know, we talked about connection. You know, when two people are connected and I'm talking to you and I'm checking in with you and we both on the same page, working toward the same thing, why do I want to go somewhere else? You know, this world right. we in at, we winning over here. <laughs> My wife good, dog. I don't know what old girl talking about. <laughs> she right. straight. We good. She know me, right. I know her. You know, my whopper cut in half with no mayo. You know what I'm saying? We doing this wow. together. You know, whereas when you start feeling like you being taken advantage of or that you're not in a relationship, in relation, relating to each other, then all of a sudden you start thinking about yourself. You know? Yeah. I got to protect me. I got to put some money to the side for me. But when we both can tangibly see the work that the other person is putting in and we feel like that this is an equitable, mutually beneficial situation where we both are giving and caring and loving each other, yeah, we're going to stick in there with each other. Even if it's yeah, we ain't having sex right now, but yeah, man, you know, that's my wife, man. <laughs> you know, right. in every sense of the word, you know, not just, you know, she was cute and thick, so I married her. But man, we built this together. We put in work together. You know, I'm with her to the end. But you don't take a bullet for somebody. You don't sacrifice for somebody you don't feel on your team. They the ops. 
Yeah, that's dangerous to be under the same roof or to be in any type of ship, relationship, workship, right. friendship, and you think the other person is the enemy. That's real dangerous because you'll cause yourself to lose. Yeah. <clears throat> but when you're getting frustrated and you're talking reckless to, to, to that person and you're ungrateful for the stuff that that person does, it's easy to see them as the ops. Yeah. Jeremy done worked all these doubles and all you do is spend the money. You ain't even bring me home no shoes. And you done bought yourself four pair. No, you just got food for you. <laughs> oh, you ain't thinking about me. You're just thinking about you. So now, now once you feel, once you feel, <laughs> now, now it has to be a balance too, Sadai, because right. like some people are sensitive and some people become selfish and spoiled. Right. <clears throat> you know, some people you would do all that stuff for, and they they like uh, country said that expectation. You know, will surpass it, their expectation. Will surpass the ability, mm-hmm. or 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 the actual duties, because you know um, we, we talked about this on a podcast. A person who does too much at the beginning, and when I spoke about a guy at the beginning, maybe buying you roses every week, but then what if financially I can't do that anymore? You know what I'm saying? Am I less than? Mm-hmm. But then I substituted buying roses every week for a new car. Like you said, I went out and got that new car. Right. So do you become selfish and say, dang, he ain't giving me roses every week. But yet you want a 2023 beans or something. Like there has to be some type of, um, uh, like I said, that understanding and things will change. Things will change. She may not be able to wake up every morning and cook you breakfast. Right. How about you wake up and cook her some breakfast one time? 50 Cent said something that was real interesting. He talked about his grandparents. And he said that, you know, his grandfather would always come home and give his grandmother the check. And he was like, I didn't understand. I'm like, man, you worked hard and now you're just going to give her the check. And he said, we asked his grandfather about it. He says, grandfather was like, well, she always know how much money we got. So once she know how much money we got, now she can't expect things that we can't afford. Beyond that, yo. And that's what I did. I lived in the dark for what? How long, Jeremy? <laughs> 11 years. Oh, shit, longer than that. You know, so, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and again, that's the thing. But if you think, you know, that the other person holding out on you, it's like, I know you got some money somewhere. <laughs> you know, I know right. you. Like, no, this all of it right here. This is all we got. So if you can see something different than I see with it, <laughs> you know, feel yeah. free. I just I just think our culture needs a reboot and restructuring as a whole, men and women. Yeah. Yep. Children alike. But see, it's hard to say who we could trust to set the standard or set the grounds and the rules for anything because most of the cultures have like, you know, your Hispanic people, your Asian people, a lot of uh, Middle Eastern people, and I'm not saying all of them before somebody twists words, but there's a set standard, mm-hmm. you know, understanding, you know what I'm saying? And they hold you to it to the T. And it's so bad in certain countries where if you don't do what you're supposed to do in a relationship, you could be, you know, charged criminally. Like, yeah. You criminally, because they believe in their culture, and that's why their culture and their, uh, races are tearing us up because we can sit there and say well it's this bad is this bad at the end of the day that's almost like calling uh donald trump dumb google his net worth and google yours well and you'll see who the dummy is but here's the thing 
like the 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 problem in in our country is number one we're chasing the american dream that ain't our culture <laughs> you know that is a a marketing yeah, an advertising tool designed to make people spend money <laughs> you know that ain't got nothing to do with us you know television social media all of that stuff is what is raising our children unfortunately and it's what we're looking at to take our social cues you know whereas what we really need to start doing you know and this is a case by case individual by individual basis is figure out what success look like for it looks like in our house you know it does not necessarily mean that we have a $500,000 house cuz then when you get a $500,000 house the real benefit of that $500,000 house is Sally Mae, Freddie Mac, you know, because those are the people who get the interest on that loan. You know, the real benefit of, you know, a luxury car is the people who gave you the loan because now you pay that loan plus interest. You know, right. you don't get the full enjoyment of any of this stuff because you're too busy at work. <laughs> you know, that car ain't doing nothing but sitting outside. You drove it 15 minutes to work and then you drove it 15 minutes home. You know, you didn't really get to enjoy your house because you're only there to sleep and a little bit of time on Sunday and Saturday. So the people who really see the benefit of all the stuff you're buying is everybody else. Exactly. So we have to to figure out how to to recalibrate what success looks like, you know, because when we were younger, we didn't have a whole lot. But we had each other. We had positive interactions and love and family and, and, and security. But when you start becoming an individual, you know, I got to get mine. You know, I need to look good. I need to be fly. I need to step out here in the best of the best, the creme de la creme, you know, as the t-shirt says, now you forget about everybody else. You know, who, who else is with you on this journey? You know, and then you start trying to find a man, not because that man is suitable for you or because you guys make a good team together, but because he can help amplify this vision you have of yourself. You know, I need a man, you know, who's tall, dark and handsome. You know, he got to be six feet with six figures and more than six inches. You know, you the man, you like, oh, I want, you know, she got to be thick. She got to be exotic. You know, because you're trying to to be more of this American ideal of what success is. And it's mm-hmm. that you throwing your community under the bus. Oh. You know, because you're just a debt slave and a scammer now. Oh. And that's where we at. And, you know, what do you see? Everybody want to, you know, post all their vacation pics. So now the people who didn't get to go on vacation, they like, I won't go on vacation. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> but I do. I I agree. I will, hey, I want to hop on a play right now, you know, for real. But sometimes you have to to take a step back and say, okay, is this good for the moment or is this good, you know, for the next five years? You know, uh, you know what's something else to add to that vacation stuff. <clears throat> um a lot of people are just my opinion. A lot of people are going on vacation to these places for the wrong reasons. Right. When you decide to go to the Bahamas and um, uh, Puerto Rico, you go to the Dominican Republic, 
you go on to the tourist section, okay? You ain't observing none of the true culture. So if you go on to say stuff like, I just need to get away, then nigga, drive down the street. Can I, a hotel. can I say something real? Slide in. Go ahead. Okay. We make this joke all the time. It's like, you don't know where you are for real. No. They could have put you up, put you down, and said, this is Mexico. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, that's true. You could have been in middle Indiana. <laughs> that's true. But like when you go, the tourist. around in a circle in the sky. Man, the tourist sites, when you go to other countries, the tourist sites are Americanized for the most part. Yeah. They all look the same. They're, yeah, very few countries can you go and actually be amongst the people for the culture because now America isn't perfect. But go to the Bahamas in the, in the actual inner city. You'll be running back to America. Right. Well, so that's like go. a lot of people go to Hawaii, right? And uh-huh. they really don't even want people there. That's why they upcharge and stay. So mm-hmm. to try to deter people from coming because they messing up the island and then people mm-hmm. are real about their place. Yeah. And we're so arrogant yeah. because we we've bought into the American dream of you know yeah. the biggest the best in the we market. got more yeah, and we got more than you. Right. So but in that arrogance and insecurity, now you go to these places and you act up and they like, no, 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 you cannot stay here, you got to go. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but that resort life, man, those resorts, they all look the same. So you know, in, in Mexico, Cuba, you know, Puerto Vallarta, they you just you just somewhere. And if you yeah, just, you look like you really look like you're here in right. real life. Yeah. You're really you really never never left America. They took American stuff and put it on foreign soil. Right. You never left. You know, you never truly left. Like, but it's sad because that's that's we, yeah, I can't wait to go to da 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 da. Yeah, you you on the American part. Yeah, you you. It's gonna be ca- it's gonna cater country. to you. <laughs> These countries have learned to take advantage of you, uh, American dreamers. Yeah. And hey, give us some of that money. Yeah. And that's the thing. So if you're chasing all of this opulence, and that's only that's the thing that's gonna make you feel good about you, then it's only going to need to be you're gonna need to feed that monster again and again and again and again it'll never be satisfied right i got the car i took the trip i got the degree i got the house i got the husband (laughs) but you never satisfied and you're ruining them all because you never can be satisfied because you're trying to fill a hole that can't be filled so right yeah you thinking like yeah i'm living but no you're not you're just creating a bunch of chaos because now you yeah. got all these bills and now you got these bad relationships and you're trying to keep up this facade. And yeah, the maintenance. You're dragging your yep. kids with you because now they got to look a certain way. The hair got to look a certain way. They got to be a certain way. You're dragging your husband with you or your wife with you just to keep putting on airs and keeping up with the Smiths and the Joneses. Yeah. Or the so, Don, I think, I think people just um, complicate it now. They complicate everything. They... they Life shouldn't be this hard, man. Relationships shouldn't be that difficult. If you be the true you, relationships shouldn't be that difficult. Like, I shouldn't spend my day pointing out every little thing that my wife does wrong. Right. You know, and neither should she of me. Like, we got to understand that there we are still individuals. And if we spend all the day trying to fine-tune me to what you like, it's not going to always work because I'm still me. 
you know, so I think that I think that comes with a lot of relationships, which um, I think country talked about pretty much um, the like the trials and tribulations. You got to know any expectation of the other person. So I will say this um, in dating, you kind of want some bad stuff to happen to see how they're going to respond. I think that's important. I don't think you should get in anything serious without three or four of them bad joints. And I ain't talking about nothing basic either. I mean, some, is she going to stop talking to me? Is he going to leave me? And you need a few of them just to kind of test the waters. You know, you need to know. uh, And I will say, like, are they for real for me? You know? Yeah. I think, but you you know what though? That's in a lot of things. That's in family. That's Mm -hmm. in friendship. I need to know when that, when that boat rock, I need to, you know, I done this, um, a couple years ago and I've uh, thus done it a couple more times where I've been in situations where I don't ask my friends for much, but I'll look and just see what they think or see how they respond. And I always said, if you don't love me like I love you, then we can't love each other. Right. You know what I mean? Cause I know what I'm willing to do for my, for my, my family. And, and that's including people who are not biologically my brothers and sisters, you know, they, they are my friends, but they're more like family. I don't have a lot of friends. They got family. So mm-hmm. for my family, I know what I'm, I'm willing to do. A country tell you, I get emotional about it because I got to cut them off. Right. You know, I get them up out of that because I know what I'm willing to put on the line if you call me. So if I call you and you ain't and you like, dang, that's messed up. I'm going to get you up out of that. But I think, you know, and this might be women, too, but I know for men. We don't require enough of women during dating. You know, I mean, it's easy to like somebody who takes you out on dates and pays for them. I agree. You know, so at what point do you know this woman really likes you? At what point have you made her make any kind of micro commitment to this relationship? You know, have you said, okay, well, if you want to go, you know, you're going to drive, <laughs> you know, well, I'm going to get you know what's tickets, you know. But that's, that's why, and it's funny when people don't understand it. When men give up their sources, their power, which is money, that's why their expectation of a woman is sex. Because that's normally a woman's power. Yeah. Normally. My power for yours. And you train yours right. for mine. And, and people are like, well, that means so much. You got to remember, man, a man's worth is, is, is normally judged. It's not by his looks. It's what he can provide in his resources. His, pro- his his resources and his yeah. ability to protect you. Now, yes. you that, man, if you ain't got that, the muggers come. You want this man to jump in front of you, or, or pay somebody to jump in front of you. Right. He has to have some type of resource. Right. If he don't, he's the the. I'm trying to think of who said it, man. I think it was Corey Holcomb said the barista and um and Starbucks can look as fine as he want to look. The best thing he will get is you look good. Can you hand me my drink? Right. But uh, Donald Trump, if he divorces his wife tomorrow, Donald Trump would be married the next day. There's a line of women who will date him and he don't look like nothing. Right. So it has nothing to do with it has nothing to do with looks. It's provision and protection. Yep. So that's why I understand that when a man takes a woman out, spend a couple hundred dollars, the expectation is sex. And I just followed this lady on um, Instagram. She's for both sides. She she pro man, pro woman. She said something that was really important, which made sense. 
She said, for men, stop dating these women if all you want to do is have sex because you can spend $400 on a date, get them your time, and still not guarantee sex. Just get a prostitute. Right. Yeah, she said, just find an escort. That way, for $200, you can come out with something <laughs> because for $400, you're not guaranteed but. And you have to give them your time. You have to date them. You got to text them. If you set up someone to escort, of course, in a legal place like Las Vegas, um, you ain't got to text them. Matter of fact, you ain't got to know their name. You can show up, pay the cost, do whatever it is you got to do, and go home. But the thing with that, though, is I think that, again, you got to know what you're trying to do as a, as a person. Now, sit down that street. Hold on before you start. That's strictly me saying for a man who, who dates a woman for sex. That's, that's not for what I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with that. You got to know what yeah, you're okay. as a person. Yeah. Because, oh. again, if you're, if you're trying to get to a certain level in life, and the only thing that woman has to offer to you to help you get there is her body, then that's that not, ain't it. That ain't it. So let me <laughs> ask y'all something because. I think Sadan kind of said something about it, but then he kind of just rolled right through it. So what about, you know, because you were saying a woman can buy the tickets or a woman can, you know, make attempts to do certain things. But what if you got the men that be out there like, no, you don't have to do it. So they, that's kind of like rejection to a woman. Like, here I am, I'm trying, right? And I'm making attempts. But then you had a guy like, well, she attempted, so that's fine. But women actually, you know, want to take a person out and do stuff for them. And then they get the pushback. See, that's a tricky situation because I look at those guys and I'm like, so why are you wanting to control the relationship to this degree? Are you wanting to control the relationship so that you can then be the one who then comes back later on and says, well, you know, I bought you this, I bought you that, I bought you this, I took you here, I took you there. So is that your way of being in control? Because, you know, like Jay Remy said, it's like when something bad happens and we do disagree, are you going to then bring up all of the things yeah. that did for me? And is the reason you do yeah. things so at some point you can then throw it back in my face. Yeah, I think yeah, he right. I think a lot of guys run from it for that reason. Yeah, because or you know what, Sadat? It could have been it could have been an experience that a man already had, whether it's with her hmm. or with a prior woman, where he did allow her to do something. And during the midst of an argument, she brought up, well, I'm the one that did this, this. You know, so that could that could have been a, a, a past hurt or a current hurt that a man is overlooking. And he's just trying to protect himself from ever hearing that again. So that's possible, too. Or he just really ain't that into the chick. And it's easy to, you know, pay for the date and go about his business. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, it's a, I know what you're saying, country. It's a lot of factors, but a lot of. It's a lot women of who can who can do it want to do it because they make them feel good. That's something else in other cultures I had to learn. Um, um, especially Middle Eastern people, when they extend something to you, you got to take it. If you don't take it, they'll get offended. Right. Yeah, but I think that's something that if a woman truly feels, that's something I think she should just sit down and talk to him about and express it. Like, look. I'm going to do this for you now as the man. Again, I talked about understanding the communication and understanding is very important. Even if he took what she was going to do 
And later on, a week later, reciprocated by doing something else because initially she gonna say, "Don't do nothing uh, 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 to pay me back." Of course, she gonna say that, right? But you gotta be you gotta be strategic and smart about the return, and you can find a way whether it's put gas in her car for the week or buy her something to eat while she at work, or well, you why know, do it have to be a return. See, because I I feel like mm-hmm. that's almost like a tip for tat system. I agree. Oh, um. I, I agree, but eventually, as the provider, I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna do something anyway. But, so whether you call it, whether you count it as um, a return for that, or me just doing provisions, think about it. If I'm already buying food every day, and I wind up buying food the next day, you may you may call it a return, but I call it I was doing this anyway. So I think that could be subjective. Well, I think it's men, and you know, and this may 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 start a whole another argument on on some other podcast. But I think it's men. We we got messed. We we got manhood messed up. You know what I'm saying? It's like you are as a man. You are not less of a man if a woman helps you. Yeah, you are not less of a man if a woman cares for you and nurtures you and loves you. You know, you are not less of a man if you become vulnerable enough and opens up and expresses a need to that woman. You know, now, where men have to get better at is discerning what woman they can open up to. Oh, absolutely. You know, so that part is, I think, because a lot of times we do need help. A lot of times we are struggling with stuff. A lot of times there are things that we don't know or we're confused about. And, you know, we'll just keep driving and trying to figure it out on the fly and it's like no man trust that woman you know if you pick the good one let her be the good woman that she is but you know what Sadan it goes back to what I said about uh, relationships after slavery who taught us right American dream baby you know what I'm saying who who were the the people the people most of these slaves that got released into the world knew nothing right you know what I'm saying? They knew nothing. So, at what generation? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At what generation started? And then remember the war. Remember when the war started? World War was that World War One or two? In the twenties, during the Great Depression, was that World War One? Is that one? It might have been. I don't one. like history. Good luck with that. Well, I'm maybe one. So, so that's when it when it's right. No, 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 no. The Vietnam War, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, the Vietnam War. When they did the draft and they were building the uh, factories and the mill and stuff out here and Gary, when they did all that stuff, that was important because <clears throat> hold on, my son waking up. So that was that was an important time because that took the woman that took the woman out the house at that time. That took the woman out the house at that time, right? Because of the the war, all those men got drafted. I'm sorry, they took the man out the house. So, right. So then the woman learned how to live and survive without the man. So that crippled us too, because when he came home, um, most of them had to use heroin and all kind of drugs to to escape mentally from being over there in that uh in that jungle, right? So when they came home, we wasn't as strong as we was when we left. So you talk about a hundred years ago, we keep restarting. You know what I mean? We keep restarting. So it's hard to say 
what the standard of our culture is because we we a hundred years old technically right now. And, from when we returned from war. And not only that, also acknowledging and you know, and men and women both have to acknowledge this. Our parents and grandparents gotta acknowledge this. The big five don't exist like it used to. Right. You know, there, you know, like we grew up in a steel mill town. That steel mill game ain't what it used to be. You know, the factory game, the automotive game, the construction game, you know, sales game. Like those those things are not what they used to be. Yeah, you could be a high school dropout, go put in an application, and now all of a sudden you make $70,000 a year if you work a little bit overtime. You know, now, like those jobs are not necessarily as available. So you have a lot of women and men looking at each other like, well, I don't know what to do. You know, I feel worthless. You know, I feel useless because you telling me the only way I can be with you is if I buy you and I can't afford to buy you. So now I'm running around here going, women ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. And you running around here talking about broke men don't deserve no pussy. It is it's just chaos. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> we both looking That's... at TV and Instagram going, this is what I deserve and what I'm That's the standard, to right? So now they go back to what I said. What's the standard? Right. We ain't got one no more. All right, so we let's, out here we'll, let's roll it back in. What advice would you all give someone um who's looking for a suitable partner? You going to sit You can go first. Um number one, know yourself. Know yourself. Understand yourself and understand um, the plans that you have or the standards that that you have and stick to it. Um, also, having have an understanding of the probability and the capability of the standard standard that you set. Like I said, if you're looking for a guy that makes six figures a year, you talk about eighteen percent of the nation, men and women, and out of that, only seventy six or eighty percent of that is men. So you're talking about 8% of America. You have an 8% chance to find a man that makes $100,000 a year. And that's not counting when you go into height, weight, sex. I mean, not sex, sexual orientation, uh, uh, where he lives and things like that. So, um, but most importantly, you got to know yourself. Most people don't know themselves. They have to know themselves. And also when they do start dating or looking into people, it's impossible to check every box, but one box that's necessary is during a bad time, where is this person at? That's it. Well, uh, you know, as we, we were talking before the call, you know, I said, pick somebody, you know, who is going in the direction that you are trying to go. You know, stop trying to, to upgrade people. Stop trying to, um, drag people somewhere that they don't want to go you know if you meet a man and he's content and happy there's nothing wrong with that you know you cannot then go to that man and say well you know you should want more no he happy where he at leave him be and go find or try to find what it is that you want i get that it's only eight percent but if it's eight percent that you want Go chase the 8% and leave the rest of these men alone because there are good men out there that women are beating up on and, and shaming and, and trying to embarrass and calling broke that are really good men. 
And there are good women out there that women are beating up on and, and mad because they got women, because they got good men. You know, there's nothing worse than an unhappy person beating up on everybody who's happy. You know, I don't know why he messing with her. She ain't even got no degree. No, no, let other people do them and you go do you. You know, you only need one. And if you can't find one, then you got to look at you. Not look at what other people are doing or what other people got or what somebody yeah, will give you. You may have to change. You may have to change your standard of yourself. Right. Get get your man in the mirror on. Yeah. And then the other thing is when you do have a partner, remember that you guys got to stay on the same team. You got to stay on the same yeah. page. <laughs> yeah. And if you feel you know in some way, shape, or form that you know that's getting blurry or that. You know, if somebody's outside of the relationship, have a conversation about it. Bring them back in. You know, talk about it. Tell them how you feel. And if you can't get on the same page with a person, then maybe you need to consider moving on. You know, I don't, there's no shame in harm and divorce. You know, there's no shame in breaking up. You know, two people who are separate and happy is better than two people together miserable. That's true. You may said, I look, look. Country, what I say I'm handing out in 2024. You remember? We handing out nose. No, we handing out it wasn't receipt. Uh Mirror. Dang it, I know. There you go. Look. <laughs> I'm like, I know what it is. And that's funny you said that, Sadat. We handing out mirrors. I found some wholesale with my logo on it for 82 cents a piece. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy at least 100 of them. I'm going to start handing them out. Like you said, Sadat, sometimes we got to look at ourselves. It may be you, your raggedy self that people don't want. Right. You may be the raggedy one. Out here thinking you the catch, huh? Man, here's a mirror. Remy Santana logo on the back. <laughs> Santana. Yeah. In the bandana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, so that's all I got, man. Just look at you. Look I think you. that was all the takeaways within that. Right. No, I got it. Oh, she's okay. I got something left now. I always got something. I'll just wrap up what y'all are saying. Put it in a different way. Um, so for takeaways, take your time in a relationship, in any relationship, uh, whether it's about you know the job, money, you know, you gotta take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Sometimes we get so straightforward to where we're just looking at the road ahead of us, the internal vision, and we're not looking at the trees or the picture on the walls or the color of the carpet and different things like that. So we need to look at the bigger picture when we are determining what's suitable for us as far as relationship is concerned. What will this take? You know, am I flexible? You need to be grateful for your partner. Be grateful for the things that you have. Be a good steward with what you have. Stop uh, pointing blame and shifting blame on one another. At some point, somebody got to take accountability and then you go back to the table and discuss it. Um, Eventually, your love life will go silent. And you sitting there wondering, and that's because what they just said, you know, you sitting there wondering what's up, but then you got to do some self-reflection and take a look at yourself. What am I doing wrong? I'm out here with all these, you know, stipulations that I'm putting on things when some of this stuff is, is so minute where, you know, I can look past that, you know, you left the cap off the toothpaste. So let me put it on. I just went in the bathroom, you know, um, everything takes teamwork. You find somebody that is suitable fitting, conforming to you. Know yourself, know your plan, 
But also know that as you grow, your plans and your expectations will change. Therefore, be respectful and communicate. Trust the partner that you pick before you find yourself by yourself. Remember to, to have grace and to be humble. And on that note, if you hang in there with me, I'll hang in there with you. Bye, y'all. All right. Mm-hmm.